KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Governor Gavin Newsom set ambitious climate change mitigation goals on Wednesday. As part of an executive order, policymakers must come up with a plan to preserve roughly a third of the state's lands and coastal waters by 2030. Newsom says the goal is to bring farmers, landowners, and conservationists to work together. He says the plan would make California the first state in the nation to try something like it. You're incentivizing uh, the kind of behavior that I think resides in each and every farmer and rancher, and that's a desire to, to leave a legacy. The order directs the state's Natural Resources Agency to come up with an initiative by 2022. Said initiative must have a plan to take carbon out of the air and put it into farm soil and other landscapes. Newsom says he also wants to thin forests to reduce wildfire risk, restore bee populations, and restore wetlands. The state of California is introducing a new way to measure progress in fighting the coronavirus. It's called the health equity metric. County Public Health Officer Wilma Wooten says the idea is to decrease the disparities in health among people in wealthier neighborhoods versus those in economically challenged areas. She says health equity is based on a number of factors. And these areas uh, include uh, economics, education, transportation, social factors, neighborhood or environmental factors, as well as housing conditions. And the metric can only be used to move the county into a lower, less restrictive tier. For now, the county remains in the red tier. We'd still have to see less coronavirus cases per 100,000 people to move into the next lower tier. For months now, food pantries have relied on a federal government-sponsored food box program to deliver food to needy families. But the latest box includes a letter on White House stationery in English and in Spanish from President Trump. Now, two of California's largest school districts are removing those letters from the grocery boxes. San Diego Unified says they're doing it because the letter downplays mask wearing to prevent COVID-19. It only asks people to consider wearing face coverings in public. SD Unified Board President John Lee Evans says that's misleading and potentially deadly. And we felt that this was was really giving misinformation about what needs to be done in terms of protecting citizens from, from COVID-19. Uh, so they are being removed from the lunches. Face coverings are mandated in California and in San Diego Unified. Los Angeles Unified is also pulling the letters. Its superintendent says they may violate a federal law prohibiting elected officials from certain political activities. Last night, the Padres lost again to the L.A. Dodgers 5-6. Padres are down two games in the best-of-five National League Division Series. It's Thursday, October 8th. This is San Diego News Matters from KPBS News, a daily morning news podcast powered by everyone in the KPBS newsroom. I'm Annika Colbert. Stay with me for more of the local news you need to start your day.
KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon, hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. A staff member in Governor Gavin Newsom's office has tested positive for the coronavirus. Capital Public Radio's Nick Miller has more. The governor's office learned of the positive test earlier this week. A spokesperson says they're following state guidelines, including working on contact tracing with the Department of Public Health. The employee is quarantining, and the governor says this person did not interact with Newsom or his immediate colleagues. There was also a separate incident of a state employee at a different workspace having COVID. This staffer worked near the governor's office team members. Newsom's office learned of this case on Monday, but the staffer did not come in contact with colleagues who work closely with the governor. Masks are mandatory in the governor's office, and many workers are either off-site or attending meetings via video conference. In Sacramento, I'm Nick Miller. California is observing Clean Air Day at a time when San Diego's air quality remains among the worst in the nation when ranked by ozone pollution. KPBS's Eric Anderson reports. San Diego air quality is ranked the sixth dirtiest in the country when it comes to ozone pollution. Ozone is a key component in the creation of smog. County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher sits on the state's Air Resources Board. He says the impact of that pollution kind of depends on where people live. A child in Barrio Logan is eight times more likely to have asthma than a child in La Jolla. Uh, and that is morally wrong. I think we can all agree uh, that no one's child should be that much more likely to develop asthma. We know it leads to respiratory and heart illness. We know uh, from a study out of Harvard University that you're much more likely to die from COVID. Fletcher praises the call to stop selling gas-powered vehicles in California by 2035. He also says the local transit agency is getting rid of its diesel power buses, and that'll lead to cleaner air. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. San Diego scientists have discovered that calorie-restricted diets could be successful for an unexpected reason, a reduction in body temperature. KPBS's science and technology reporter Shalina Chetlani says scientists think the discovery could be used for life-prolonging drugs. Previous studies have shown that calorie restriction can have life-prolonging benefits by delaying age-related diseases like cancer. That's because calorie restriction also causes a reduction in body temperature. With less food, the body adapts and tries to use less energy. Scripps research biologist Bruno Conti wanted to see just how much body temperature mattered. So he studied one group of calorie-restricted mice that was kept at normal temperature and another group that was put in a hotter area where they couldn't reduce their body temperature. Between 40 and 70 percent of the changes that occurred during calorie restriction are actually due not to the reduction of nutrients, but to the reduction of temperature itself. Conti suggests scientists could produce a drug that could mimic the effects of reduced temperature in the body to get the same effects of dieting without actually dieting. Conti warns that no one should try to reduce their body temperature at home. Shalina Chatlani, KPBS News. Do they? 
they have the money to do better? That's a key question hanging over the tragically high number of COVID-19 deaths at nursing homes. KPBS investigative reporter Amita Sharma reviewed the finances of a local nursing home with a poor care record, and she brings us this report. Old photos of Irma Easton show a young, dark-haired, luminescent beauty whose life brimmed with promise. Decades later, her life ended June 8th when paramedics failed to revive the 66-year-old after she choked on powdered donuts in her room at Avocado Post Acute in El Cajon. Well, she didn't have to die this way. They're trained medical staff there. So what are they doing? Easton's daughter Beatrice Berrio says an avocado nurse had given Easton a pack of the donuts, then left her alone to eat them, despite the fact that Easton was a diabetic and needed her food mechanically softened due to a swallowing disorder and a history of choking. Obviously, they're not providing proper care. Delivering proper care has been a challenge at Avocado. KPBS reviewed Avocado's financial reports with the help of lawyer Ernie Tosh. He is a nationally recognized expert on nursing home finances. We found the for-profit facility has failed in recent years to provide the level of nursing care expected by regulators. The regulators, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, published the expected level of staffing and reimbursed Avocado based on the needs of the facility's residents. Yet in 2018, the records show Avocado shortchanged its residents 184 hours of registered nursing care per day. And they're not making it up tomorrow or the next day. It is never going to be made up. Tosh found the 2018 registered nursing care deficit at Avocado was part of a pattern. Avocado shorted its residents more than 170 hours in registered nursing care per day in both 2016 and 2017. Avocado's lawyer, John Cohn, argued in a written statement that the facility's staffing ratios of registered nurses were in line with California and national averages, but he never addressed why they were not in line with what federal regulators expected. Tosh says CMS's expected RN staffing levels were meant to ensure that residents received the care they needed. The RNs are the frontline top medical providers in the facility. When you don't have them there, you don't have anybody that can assess the patient, that can determine if they're developing an infection. If you don't have RNs, your healthcare system breaks down in a nursing home. Avocado's complaint history shows that the facility might have systemic problems. From 2017 through October 5th of this year, 462 complaints were filed against the nursing home, according to the California Department of Public Health. 56 of those complaints were filed this year alone, more than four times the statewide average. Cone, Avocado's lawyer, said many of those complaints were self-reported. He added that given the large size of the 256-bed facility compared to other nursing homes, quote, it logically follows that it will have more incidents to report. But nursing home reform advocates say complaints against Avocado are still high even when factoring size. Over the years, inspectors have cited Avocado for lax infection control, abuse of residents, falsifying records, and failing to keep the place free 
of hazards. Avocado has also had the second highest number of residents who tested positive for COVID-19 among nursing homes in San Diego County. The core issue is that there's inadequate staffing at this facility. Brian Lee is executive director of the Texas-based nonprofit Families for Better Care. The residents end up suffering. By understaffing registered nurses, Tosh calculated that Avocado has saved $1 million or more annually from 2016 through 2018. Yet Avocado has brought in more than $3 million in profits in both 2017 and 2018. Clearly, when you're making 3 to $3.5 million a year in profit, you could staff property. This is not a facility that can stand up and say, we didn't have the money to do this. Meanwhile, the California Department of Public Health investigated Irma Easton's choking death and told her daughter, Beatrice Berrios, that Avocado was not at fault. Berrios doesn't understand that conclusion. They let her die there. They didn't help her. They didn't provide her assistance in the moment that she needed most. She died in the most painful, horrible way that I can imagine that she would die. Amitha Sharma, KPBS News. Coming up on the podcast, KPBS's arts editor Julia Dixon-Evans has five tracks from local bands to get you through October. That's up next, after this break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. With touring on pause and no bands coming to town, it's nice to know that local bands are still releasing new music. KPBS arts editor Julia Dixon-Evans sat down with KPBS Midday Edition host Maureen Cavanaugh. They talked about five new tracks from bands in the San Diego and Tijuana region and the one that got away. Here's that interview. First up is a solo work from an artist you may have heard of from the Redwoods music band Danny Bell and the Tarantist. What has Danny Bell come up with on her own? Well, she's been working on some new solo work and just dropped a single, Got You. It's a quick romp, just two and a half minutes, but her vocals are hypnotic and delightful, and the track has a hopeful romance to it. Let's listen. Got 
Got You, a new single by Danny Bell. And if you want more from Danny, she just performed at the Casbah alongside Low Vaults this past weekend. The venue was empty, but it streamed live from Twitch. I've been really loving these shows, and you can watch the saved video still on their Twitch channel. And next, we have a track from emerging act Ingo Noir from a benefit compilation. So tell us about Alien Boy. Yeah, so I've mentioned this compilation before. It's by Craig Oliver's Volar Records. It's it's called Presence, Not Absence, uh, a benefit with proceeds going to SD Queer Black Housing and a few other regional organizations. But local R&B duo Ingo Noir offered two tracks, including this summer's Alien Boy. That's Alien Boy by Ingo Noir. Those vocal layers are really impressive, and I love the production. It's both sparkling and raw, and the track feels somewhere between a love song and a surrender. It's really devastating songwriting that's kind of toe-tapping at the same time, and the full compilation is worth a listen. So check out Bolar Records' Bandcamp. I also really love the take on Dylan's Ballad of Hollis Brown by Cody Blanchard of Shannon and the Clams. Okay, so moving on, Tijuana born Vanessa Samora has a new single. Let's have a listen to Ayer. That's Ayer by Vanessa Zamora. Ayer translates to yesterday. And Zamora has a really unique mix of indie, folk, pop, and R&B, and this track has it all. And Ayer is packed with longing, regret, and desire. And it's the third single she put out in 2020. So I'm watching out for a bigger release from her on the horizon. Next up is local band Strange Ages. The album cover on this, on Sad Piano Music, is very 2020. An abandoned piano in the bay and the band standing around it wearing masks. Is this a quarantine-themed album? In some ways, very much. It's a four-song EP and was conceived, written, and recorded entirely during the pandemic, mostly at home. But they also drew upon everything else going on, protests and injustice, and how everyone's basically living on social media. Strange Ages is a guitar-free indie band, really enchanting and lyrically rich music. My favorite track's the album's closer, Your Last Day. It's a slow burn, waltzing its way through the modern-day apocalypse. It's not all your responsibility 
That was Your Last Day by Strange Ages. And I should add that no new pianos were harmed by the band. A local piano repairman caught wind that one was already unfortunately dumped in the bay. So word spread and Strange Ages seized the opportunity. As far as time capsules go, it's pretty spot on. That's great. And finally, we have a new album from Cults called Host. But even though this is a New York band, apparently it has some San Diego roots. Yeah, Colts, Madeline Fallen, and Brian Oblivion were both raised in San Diego, but formed the band after they moved to New York. And it's been almost a decade since they skyrocketed to fame with their first album after an iTunes commercial featured Go Outside, which is kind of an earworm. And the new full length released a few weeks ago is really nice addition to their catalog. Lots of synth tinged pop, 70s aesthetic, and a really good dose of darkness. Let's listen to the opening track, Trials. And that's Trials by Cults. It has this deceivingly cheery and timeless tune, but also feels kind of detached and resigned, a little heartbreaking. I personally really love a good, upbeat, sad song. That was KPBS arts editor Julia Dixon-Evans speaking with KPBS Midday Edition host Maureen Kavanaugh. You can find a playlist of these songs at kpbs.org or follow KPBS on Spotify. And we'd love to hear what you're listening to. Tell us in the KPBS Arts Facebook group. That's it for the podcast today. Thanks for listening and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon. Hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com.